Hello and welcome to the J and M podcast. Uh, my name is Jeanette, and I'm Mira. First off, we would like to thank you for listening. If you are coming back, welcome back, and if you are new, welcome, and hope you enjoy. Uh, today we are going to be talking about the 2019 film Bad Education. It was directed by Corey Finley. You might know his work from directorial debut of Thoroughbreds, which I do have a strong opinion against it, mm-hmm. but I'm assuming a lot of people like it. Yeah. And it was written by Mike Makowski. Okay. Like the guy from... Uh... Oh, Mike Wazowski? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, the cast of the movie is Hugh Jackman as Frank Tassoni. Jackman is known for playing... Uh, Logan in the X-Men franchise he's basically Wolverine he is also known for his reaction for when (laughs) James Franco won the Golden Globe Award for Best Actor in a Musical or a Comedy it was priceless I know but he's in other stuff but he's Wolverine it was was like Logan and then also like just his reaction just the memes yeah just just like him like just looking like with his mouth open like how I had a I I played in a musical, musical yeah. and I still didn't win. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And then we have Allison Janey, yeah, as Pam Gluckin. She's known for her Oscar-winning role in I Tonya. I think she played the mom, right? Yeah, yeah, she played the mom in I Tonya. I know her from somewhere else too. Uh, she was in the West Wing. Uh, she was she plays uh, Chuck Lorre's mom, uh-huh. um, like the TV show mom. Yeah. Um, she also did Juno. Um, she she plays like a lot of moms. Gotcha. But then also like a lot of women who are in the workforce and like trying to beat the system and. Huh. Oh, interestingly enough, she's uh, she plays Henrietta from F is for Family. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, that was the saleswoman, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. That's funny. Didn't know about that. Uh, yeah, so she plays uh, Pam Gluckin. Uh, then we have Geraldine Wiswanathan, I believe is how you pronounce it, as Rachel uh, Bog- Bargava. Yeah. Uh, she's known for her uh, breakout role in Blockers. Yeah, she was one of the teenagers. Uh, I believe like she was uh, John Cena's daughter in the film. Oh, I see. Um, and it was like when they were all, she was like made a pact with like her other friends that they were gonna lose their virginity. Yeah. And then the parents were like, "Oh, we're gonna like cock block this," uh, but they couldn't say cock blockers, so then they just put a rooster uh, and then blockers. To oh, get so to, it's like. Yeah. So like the original. Yeah name was cock blockers but they couldn't say the cock, word cock yeah. so <laughs> so they had to put a rooster uh, and then underneath put blockers wow so tricky wow I know. <laughs> uh yeah and then we have alex wolf as nick fishman uh he's known for his role in hereditary he's kind of like one of those like actors that's becoming really famous right now yeah yeah, uh, he's the guy. He's like the kid with the mole on his face. 
Like, yeah, he, that's like me, an easy way to define him. I'm sorry if that's offensive, but it's like I mean, yeah. for me, like I kind of see him as like the one with the long face and curly hair. Oh yeah. And then like, cause I remember the first time I heard about him was when he got arrested for DUI. Oh really? When he was still, I think when he was still working for Disney, because uh-huh. he did like a couple of like Disney Channel, like those like type of TV shows. Uh-huh. Um, and then he got into a DUI problem. <laughs> wow. That's how I remember him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he plays the editor in the high school newspaper. He's the editor for the high school newspaper. He was kind of pushing the high school age, I guess. Yeah, like, I think they only got him because, like, he's Alex Wolf. Like, he he can, like, bring in some people from, like, the younger audience, audience who watch yeah. this. And, like, people who are like, oh, it's that guy from Hereditary. Yeah, so it's, like, I think that was more of that rather than being, like, oh, let's, like, try to get someone who actually looks like a high schooler. Yeah. Like Geraldine. Yeah. Next is Anna Lee Ashford. Uh, she plays Jenny Aquila. Uh, and sh- Jenny is um, Pam's niece. Oh, gotcha, in, like, yeah. The, yeah. The blonde yeah. chick. Yeah, yeah that was like her receptionist yeah the one that talks kind of slow yeah yeah uh she is known for her role in master of sex and she was also one of the characters in unbelievable it uh she was one of like the victims of like the serial rapist that was going around Uh uh-huh but yeah i think like she's kind of like an under underdog like she's kind of like that uh that guy who plays shaggy like they're kind of like you know them but like and they're in a lot of like you know side roles and um in a lot of movies they play a lot of like secretaries yeah you know uh next you have ray romano who plays big bob spicer um he is known for his show everybody loves Raymond. yeah i was gonna say he's known for being ray romano yeah he's known for like basically doing his like comedy yeah on a tv show um, and then you finally have Rafael Casal, who plays Kyle Contre- Contreras, mm-hmm. um, and he's known for his role in Blind Spotting. I haven't seen that yet, but I've heard it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, we we received information from New York Magazine, uh, The Island Now, Wikipedia, Variety, Slate, not another true crime podcast. I did a couple of like what they yeah the information they got like when um the film uh was being shown Uh um and then also vulture gotcha yeah uh so let's get to the backstory of the movie the movie's basically about the true story of the so far largest public school embezzlement scandal in american history so far um so the um high school is located in long island it's uh the it's in the roslyn school district and was one of the top places to receive uh kind of like known for getting the best education yeah like best like public school education in terms of like yeah grade school all the way up to high school school, yeah uh so most of the hot uh so the kind of the backstory of the high school is that it's known that uh most of the people that graduate from there they end up going to harvard or Princeton or some other Ivy League school so their percentage of 
uh, people going to those Ivy League schools are much higher than uh, the rest of the nation. Mm -hmm. uh, the school district actually requires students to complete community service, attend honor classes, uh, AP classes, uh, and basically they kind of push you and benefit uh, your chances of getting accepted into an Ivy League college. Yeah. The film was adapted uh, from a New York Magazine article uh, by Robert Kolker. Uh, it was called The Bad Superintendent. Um, and during the article, we basically find out that the embezzlement scene was uh, found out by one of the actual Roslyn High School seniors uh, by the name of Rebecca Rob Rombum. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's like really interesting uh, that she made an article about uh, Pamela Gluckin's embezzlement in March of 2004 and wrote about it in the school paper mm -hmm. um, and then she found out uh, when she heard that a superintendent assistant was let go after stealing money about two years before that yeah yeah and that was like Pamela oh that was Pamela gotcha. yeah. yeah so yeah. she heard about it that happened two years before and then started researching about that and then that's how Oh, it I came see. About. Yeah. yeah. So she, so Pamela Glocking got found out, got fired. Uh huh. And then two years later, she found out about why yeah. she got fired. Yeah, Rebecca found out. Oh, gotcha. And then um, she also, like Rebecca stated in the, in the Island Now article about like the TV, the TV film, and she stated that after she graduated, the investigation was still ongoing. Uh huh. So that's kind of like the difference between like the tv film and like the reality that yeah. like she was already graduated by the time that they were starting to yeah. investigate because that probably takes a long time like in the movie like oh yeah like in the movie it, it feels like it takes like days yeah yeah <laughs> um but mike mukowski was a middle school student in 2004 when tassone tassone uh, and Glunkin were arrested uh, for their crimes, uh, and Mike brought up, like, bought the rights to Kolker's article and returned to his hometown uh -huh. in Roslyn uh, to comp to compile research for the project. And originally, he was going to write Tasson as like a straightforward villain. Yeah. Like he was like everyone knew he was going to be a villain. Like. In the beginning of the film yeah. but then when he talked to some of the teachers and neighbors who've knew who known and worked with Tasson, uh say that uh, he was more of like a nuanced personality like he was pretty nice to people he you know would always be there to help everyone out so that's kind of why you saw like a shift in like the um, like what happened like the tone yeah in the middle of the tv film mm -hmm. uh in march of 2018 jackman and finley were signed on to start and direct uh jackman didn't know he could if he could pull off the role uh again with the shift in the genre yeah uh however he decided to go forward after watching thoroughbreds uh -huh. um and that was finley's like directorial debut uh, and then Jackman worked with a dialect coach, uh, Jess Platt, to perform Tasson's accent. Gotcha. Uh, which I think he did a good job. Yeah, uh, it was good. And then the rest of the cast were com 
completed by like mid 2018 gotcha so Hugh Jackman was basically like the first person cast almost yeah gotcha yeah so the film made its world premiere on September 8 2019 at the Toronto International Film Festival it was broadcast on April 25th 2020 on the TVs as like a TV movie uh, not another true crime podcast did a story on uh, the Rosin High School uh, scandal and stated that the officials sent out a letter to the parents and to the staff asking them to basically like not watch the movie and like not give any statements or anything like that about it. Uh, and they basically said that the film depicts a side of Rosin High School that is no longer true and that doesn't exist anymore. Uh, the podcast also stated that the school refused the film to be shot on location. So yeah. they didn't want <laughs> yeah. film crew coming in and dredging up the past. And Yeah, I, th- I don't know where they uh, shot it. I think it was just like another um, area in Long Island. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Cool. So um, the film begins yeah. uh, with the celebration of Lo- Roslyn High School ranking fourth in the top public school schools in uh, America in 2002. Yeah. And Frank is the superintendent for the Roslyn School District and works well with Pam Flucken, um, who is, like, the assistant to the yeah. superintendent. Um, and, you know, we kind of, like, see all of these in, like, a really cool way. Like, her his interactions with her and him being all nervous about coming on stage, like... It's one of those movies where, like, I know every, like, reviewer and everyone who talks about movies always, like, says this, but it's one of those moments where it's, like, so nice to be shown something and not told something. Oh, yeah. Like, Like, they don't see each other and go, wow, it's been so great working with you the last ten years. (laughs) We're such good buddies. Because, like, I really like that one scene when they're at the bleachers and then Pam is eating a sandwich and then Frank is like, oh, that looks so good. And then she's like oh I'm sorry do you want a fucking bite of yeah. this like yeah <laughs> like I really like that cause it kinda like it kinda sums up their relationship yeah. that they really get along well with each other yeah um and then yeah so and it also like um in the beginning it also like shows Frank like with this busy schedule like he meets with business people and like still makes time for kids yeah still makes time for kids still makes time for parents with quote-unquote special kids (laughs) where they oh they need like a more time on the test or this and that and then he also has enough time to go to book club meetings and and this is kind of also where like we find out that even though he has this like seemingly perfect life he's like in a lot of pain like the movie tells us that he's a widower um and like one of the first thing that he lets people know is like oh like yeah my uh my wife passed away a very long time ago um like oh i don't have any plans of remarrying like i'm good yeah because i think like one of the moms like tries to you know hit on him hit on him and he's like oh sorry like i'm still like grieving yeah even though it was a like 20 years ago. ago yeah yeah. Uh, so then one day, a student journalist named Rachel Bargava visits yeah. Frank uh, and Pan's office to receive a quote about the upcoming Skywalk development. Uh, so she tries to get a hold of Pan, but Pam is away from her office. 
and then Frank notices Rachel because yeah. his door is open and, you know, invites her to come in. Yeah, because he's such a nice and helpful yeah. superintendent. Yeah. yeah, like, he, he has his door open so that anyone can, like, go in and, like, ask questions and yeah. talk to him. So, um, after, you know, giving a quote uh, for the article, he encourages Rachel to, like, do more, like, go beyond as a journalist. Yeah. Because, like, she was just, like, doing, just, like, doing, like... The bare minimum. The bare minimum. Yeah, and then he was like, no, you could do more than that. So she decides, like, after getting this, like, kind of almost, like, speech of, like, confidence or something, then she decides to take his advice and look in the random expenses of the Roslyn High School District. Yeah. Because she thought that was kind of weird that they're having the skywalk happen but then no no student talked about like wanting to have the skywalk yeah uh so that's when she like kind of goes like into it kind of like researches yeah and the again <laughs> i'm gonna i feel like i'm gonna keep saying this but like again the movie like shows us that oh um you know frank is such a good guy um yeah he's like pushing this student to be better and you know all of this stuff and then again shows us like hey uh rachel's noticing that you know they're spending a lot of money on the school to like maintain it but like there's water damage everywhere there's like stuff missing and yeah you know like, something yeah, like, doesn't add up yeah you know? like when she was getting um trying to like get copies of like uh, papers. the expenses yeah, yeah. The expenses like she saw like this like leak yeah and then, like, Jenny, who was helping her with the copier, was like, oh, yeah, like, it happens every now and then, but, like... Yeah, she's like, it happens all over the school. Yeah, but um, but she was, like, saying, like, oh, I think Frank, you know, knows and probably will get it done eventually. Yeah. But, like, didn't really, like, thought about, like, oh, this might be mold, like, yeah. this might be, like, a serious thing. Yeah, exactly. So, again, it's one of those things where, like, the movie shows us, doesn't tell us about why hey why did rachel just get uh suspicious yeah um and i really like how it's like uh frank recognizes her and goes like oh like you're the sister of a guy i used to teach or whatever yeah like she that's what gets her like you know interested that's what gets her lifts her spirit like oh this guy remembers me from like years ago so I'm gonna like take what he says to heart and like she starts trying and then she starts getting suspicious and that's where we kind of go yeah so while she's investigating uh Pam decides to renovate her house yeah I think it was like the back the balcony or um, like they like um were putting in like a guest house or something yeah it was something like that it yeah. was like some random like rich person thing, thing yeah um so she signs her deadbeat son uh, to buy the supplies and complete the renovation. But then he, like her son, decides to go on a shopping spree and almost go to like every single Ace Hardware store yeah. that is in the town uh, and then using the school's district's credit card. And so once he is offered by like one of the Ace um, Hardware workers being like, hey, you know, we provide free shipping like yeah you know for people like you like who are buying like so much so then he decides to take that opportunity and then like send 
the rest of the stuff to his mom's address, yeah. which then catches um, the eye of Bob Spicer's cousin. Yep. Uh, and Bob Spicer is the member of the school board, and the cousin's like, hey, like, I think this is suspicious. So then Bob goes to Frank, and then Frank finds out, and then they both find out that yeah. she stole, like, over $250,000. Well, At first. Yeah. At yeah. first. Yeah, the, basically, like, they're like, oh, my God, she's done it. Like, they're like, oh, yeah. wow, like, here are all the receipts for all these things that she charged on the car but never actually got delivered or, you yeah. know, got put in. And uh, then, like, even the accountant was like, I mean, like, I know that this is a lot, but I feel like that there's still more. Yeah. Because, like, he was trying to explain to Frank that, oh, like, she, she was able to, like, get away with this, but then, like, didn't have backup receipts. Yeah. So it's almost like he has to do twice as much work to figure out the overall loss of how much, yeah, of how much. But then, without like allowing that to happen, Frank was like, "Oh, let's just, you know, let's just keep it at two hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, let's just tell him it's two hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. So then, uh, Frank tells the board members, and then they're like, "Oh, well, we should we should call the police." Yeah. But then Frank was like, "No, no, let's not do that. Let's." let's talk to Pam, like, privately, so then they do that, and then the board members, including Frank, agreed that they should uh, let Pam go, let her resign peacefully, and to uh, require her to pay uh, back the $250,000 as much, as, like, soon as possible. Yeah. And uh, Pam was like, well, this is like you know she was trying to explain it's like well like i didn't mean to do this and then frank was like you know you did something wrong I yeah mean, we could go to the police but we don't want to do that yeah so then that happens she resigns quietly and then goes back home um basically unemployed because she's like well i can't like be i can't work on a school board yeah because they like took her job yeah. uh, too, they took her license yeah, yeah they took her license um so it's like she she's basically unemployed. Yeah. Um, so she is replaced by Phil Metzger, who is the district's accountant. The same guy that yeah, the didn't same guy. catch her yeah. embezzling, yeah. Uh so Frank uh also has Jenny, which is um Pam's assistant and niece, to move to a special utilities department, <laughs> which is in the basement. Yeah. Because she is related to Pam, and then Frank goes like, well, I don't want you to like still work here. Yeah, but I can't fire you because yeah. of that. And then she was trying to uh, confront him for hiding the scandal, mm-hmm. but then he brings up of how she abused the funds by buying her son an Xbox, and also she had like this like very like yeah well elaborated the the point of that like scene was he was like hey like i heard you got christmas shopping done and like oh that's a nice necklace you're wearing yeah after she was like well you were hiding this yeah you could have gone to the police and then he was like that's a nice necklace like yeah that's like pretty recent implying that you've benefited from this too so if like i go down you go down yeah uh so then she just takes up the offer um, I mean, yeah, I would take that offer. Go sit in the basement, do nothing, and get paid. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, so Frank um, then takes a trip with a couple of the board members to this school district conference in Las Vegas. 
And while he was, you know, getting soda water at a hotel bar, he meets Kyle, who's a former student of Frank's. Um, and this was back when he was an English teacher uh, for the district. Yeah. Um, and then they decide to have dinner, and then Frank finds out that Kyle isn't the writer that <laughs> Frank thought that he, he would, would be. be. Yeah. Instead, he is an exotic dancer. But was an exotic dancer. Oh, was a, an exotic dancer. He's a bartender okay. now. Okay, I take that back. He was an exotic yeah. dancer. And basically, what happens is like, they're when they're sitting at the restaurant. Uh, Kyle goes, oh, I used to be a dancer. And then uh, Frank doesn't understand. Oh, yeah, because he thinks he's, like, ballet or yeah, something. Yeah, he's, like, dancer. And then, like, thinks about it for a second and then realizes, oh, like, he's probably gay and then invites him to his hotel room and is like, hey, want to go eat something more uh, meaty? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, so he, they go to Frank's hotel room. Yeah. And then, you know, they make love. And that's where... Sure. <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah. they have sex. Let's just... Yeah. <laughs> so, um... So, yeah, so now everyone in the audience knows that Frank is gay. Yeah. And... <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing. We still think that he's a widower. Yes. We... Who... Originally, we thought he was straight. But now we know he's gay. Yeah. And he's a widower. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, maybe he's bi. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Maybe, like, originally, because they show pictures of his wife in, like, a wedding dress, and she looks really sad, and I'm like, oh, like, maybe uh, he was gay all along and, like, was just an unhappy marriage. Yeah, maybe it was, like, the 1960s where it was, like, it wasn't appropriate to be gay or, like... Exactly. You know, totally fine to be gay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so um, we basically have like a time skip at this point where in real life this was maybe years, uh, but in the sake of the movie it's a few months uh, where we find out that uh, Rachel's been uncovering more evidence about the embezzlement. She's getting help from her dad uh, about calling places and making sure like, hey, did you charge this school this much for this thing and where did you deliver it or like who are you? What yeah. store do you run? Yeah. And then also, like, going to, like, the teachers being like, oh, did you get this, like, um, equipment? Or yeah. did you get this, like, thing that you wanted to get? Yeah. And they're like, no, we didn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the last places she checks is uh, she goes in. Actually, it's not one of the last. Like, uh, her dad actually does something interesting, too. But one of the more important places she checks is this address in Manhattan, uh, and she finds out that, like, over the years, millions have been charged to this one company in this... Yeah, for, I, like, consulting fees. Yeah, at, like, this address. Uh, so she goes there, and it's just a basic apartment in Manhattan. Uh, and she knocks on the door, and some guy answers. And she's like, oh, I have the wrong address. And she tries to leave. But as she's leaving, uh, Frank comes up the elevator and goes into that apartment... Uh, and they both see each other. So Frank well, sees Well, what her. happened was that she was trying to leave um, through the elevator. But then the minute that the door opened, Frank's yeah. there. Soon she has that to run. That was actually a really nice tense moment. Like, in this, like, if you think about it, in this really bureaucratic movie, that was a really nice, like, action scene, you know? Yeah, yeah so she, um, so she, like, runs through the staircase 
um, doorway, which is, like, next to it. Yeah. And then, like, she's trying to, like, open the door quietly, but it's not budging. Yeah. And so she's, like, kind of standing still while Frank is, like, going to the apartment and, like, trying to, you know, fidget his keys for the right key. And then she, like, tries to open it, but then as she's, like, trying to open it, it, like, makes a loud noise. noise. yeah. And then Frank turns around, and then they, like, lock eyes, yeah. and then she's like, okay, I'm leaving. Yeah. And, and she, like, she knows, he knows that she knows, and he knows that she knows. Yes. So, we find out that, oh, like, Frank's actually been gay all these years. He's never had a wife. He's not a widower. Yeah, and then, like, they find out that when he goes into the apartment, it's revealed that the Tom guy, yeah. the guy named Tom, is actually his life partner. Yeah, of, like, 30-something years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, uh, after this, uh, Frank basically is like, well, I gotta go talk to her. Yeah, so then they meet Time to outside. do some damage control. Uh, she's sitting outside, like, going over notes, and then Frank comes and, like, sits with her and is like, hey, like, it would be really cool if you didn't release that article. <laughs> uh, it would be like, uh, throwing a grenade, like, in a room. Well, because he also, like, stated, like, oh, like, this will ruin your chances of getting into a nice college. Yeah. And then she, she kind of didn't, like, respond to it, but, um... yeah. She, she kind of, like, takes her time and thinks about it. Like, she asks her dad about it. Um, and she asks, like, other people, like, what would you do? Um, and she does end up releasing it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I, I was going to say one cool thing. Like, uh, it was so funny. Her dad, when they're sleuthing for, uh, for the embezzlement thing, like, calls one of the companies and it's, Pam's husband's auto shop. Oh, yeah. And as soon as he says, oh, I was looking for this other company, the husband is like, crap, they know we stole more. Yeah, because he hangs up, hangs up immediately. Yeah. And he's like, shit. shit. Yeah. Like, we're going to be fucked. Fucked, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, Rachel ends up releasing the article. And at this point, it's like a few months after that, even. So she releases the article and... Uh, when Frank walks in the next morning to the school, like, everyone's looking at him. Yeah. So when he gets to the administrative offices, she, he realizes, oh, like, all the staff is actually looking at like him, too. Like, all the, you know, board members, like, yeah. assistants, everyone is there. And then I think even, like, Phil, Phil um, even confronts Frank, be like, hey, like, there's more money that has been lost than what oh, we yeah. originally planned what we originally found yeah and so frank admits to the embezzlement in front of him but then threatens phil uh for failing to report um pam's embezzlement yeah. earlier because yeah. he's like well you knew that pam embezzled us before yeah. so then you're almost accessory to yeah. the embezzlement but and ray at that point he's like i don't care no, but this was before the release of the article. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but then, like, you know, the when Phil decided to keep the secret, then the article re- was released, and then uh-huh. everyone found out. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Jenny, Pam, and Phil um, are arrested by the FBI. 
Uh, and then also the FBI threatens Pam of charging her husband and family for being part of the embezzlement uh, because of the yeah. you know, the connection with her husband's workplace. Yeah. So then this causes Pam to agree to testify against Frank. And then also the FBI interviews Tom, who finds out that not only did Tom did not not only did Frank mm-hmm. buy a house for Kyle. Yeah. Uh, but that Frank never mentioned that Tom was his um like partner partner yeah yeah like no one knew like he was a secret even the fbi didn't knew that they were like wait for this entire time we thought he was like this widow guy yeah widower yeah widower like we thought that it was just this like guy we didn't know he was gay and kept it a secret (laughs) yeah um so then to avoid the an arrest frank heads to las vegas with tens of thousand dollars in cash yeah and then he you know goes to kai i was like oh i quit my job like he lies to him he's like yeah. oh i quit my job i'm going to be living with you let's like start a new life and they go clubbing you know they have like a great time and then yeah. like when he's taking kyle back to his place the you could hear the cops coming so then Frank tells Kyle, like, oh, I hid money in your dresser. Yeah. Just so you know. It will last you maybe for a few months if you're, you know, cautious. Yeah. And then he gets arrested. He returns to New York where he is sentenced to prison. Yeah. Uh, And then when he is serving time, Frank fantasized about being congratulated for bringing the school uh, district to being number one in the country yeah. and then like this is like when he like cries over the achievement mm-hmm. and then it cuts to black and then in the epilogue is revealed that Frank was convicted of embezzling 2.2 million dollars and sentenced to 4 to 12 years Wow. and then Pam pled guilty for embezzling 4.3 million and testify against Frank, and she was sentenced to three to nine years. In <laughs> so prison. she stole more. Yeah. But got less time. Yeah. Well, because you know she she agreed to testify. That I guess that might have been the agreement. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and then the film also states that due to the oversight um, in the regulation governing the state pension fund, Frank, as well as Pam, um, yeah. were slated to receive their pension their teacher's pension and frank got um about one hundred and seventy three thousand dollars per year yeah from pension that is so great imagine like spending like four to five years for like he's gonna get out before he's not gonna serve the 12 years yeah like imagine getting out and like in those three years you've been getting one hundred and seventy five thousand dollars a year Techni- so you come out and you're like, oh, I'm, I have half a million dollars. Well, technically, like, because I know that um, Pam's pension, most of it was driven to, you know, paying back the money. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then I think um, Frank um, put down like a hundred, like one million dollars. Um, and then I'm guessing like the rest of his pension for the rest of his life mm-hmm. is just going to be going towards... Towards that, probably, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I wanted to talk about the differences uh, between the film and the reality. So Rebecca Rombob, um, 
stated in her interview that um, the her character Rachel yeah. actually does a little more investigation than she actually did in real in yeah. real life because um, she didn't have her dad help her out with yeah. the research, um, and she also investigated the incident after she was given information that Pam, which at the time she didn't know who Pam was. She just knew that it was, like, a woman who stole money from the district two years earlier, but quickly resigned without any criminal charges. And then uh, when Rombaum was writing the article, she was ordered to not reveal Glunkin's name and required her principal and the director of community, community relations, relations to yeah. read the article before uh, publication, oh, which wow. they both, you know read it and agreed to let it publish oh okay so even they knew before everyone else knew yeah wow yeah um yeah so apparently once the article was published a a criminal investigation began uh on both uh gluckin and tassone and they were both indicted in 2005 uh new york state controller alan g hevesy found that officials stole 11.2 million from the Roslyn district and at least 26 officials besides Gluckin and Tassone had benefited from the embezzlement. Mm-hmm. Frank used $56,000 of the U.S. district's money for a weight loss regiment and a facelift. Oh, no, not, oh, a, not, a, not facelift. a facelift. Oh, so uh, in the movie they show that he gets a facelift, yes. but in reality it was a weight loss regiment. Yes. Gotcha. And then... Uh, <laughs> Home Depot has stated that it was their stores Uh, that Pam's sons visited. Wow. They're like, guys, the embezzlement happened. I know. It was was so funny because I think even the uh, Not True, Not Another True Crime podcast, like, even they were saying that, yeah, like, Home Depot was like on it. Like, no, we were the ones. Yeah, we helped. We'll help with that. We're the ones that did that. Um,. Yes, yeah, so uh, one of the uh, board members was the one that actually claimed that Gluckin had a sociopathic personality. It wasn't Frank. Yeah. Because uh, in the movie, Frank is like, guys, like, we can't press charges against her. It's going to damage the school. And she's clearly, like, a sociopath. Yeah. Uh, so let's, you know, let's just have her resign and that be the end of it. Um, so the skywalk that they kept talking into... Um, talking in the movie about Mm -hmm. uh, that was actually completed before the embezzlement was revealed to the public yeah and Mm -hmm. then word power uh, which was the company that Tom was like the CEO of Uh um, it was actually found by FBI officials not by Rebecca yeah uh, and then the person Kyle was based on was not Frank's former student. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there were more to it than what the epilogue revealed. So again, like Tasson uh, returned one point nine million in two thousand six. Yeah. And then he also only served three years in prison. Oh, so he's already out. Yeah, he's already out. He he got released in twenty ten. Oh, okay. Like good for him. <laughs> like I mean, I don't know how he's doing. Like, I don't know if he had to change his name. Oh, or... I'm sure he did. I'm yeah. sure he has more than 1.9 million. <laughs> yeah. 
so Pam actually ended up serving more time than him. She ended up serving five years in prison and uh, received $55,000 a year for her pension. However, half of her pension is going to the restitution that she has to pay for the embezzlement. Yes. Uh, so when Pam was released, uh, she worked on a nonprofit until her death in 2017, mm-hmm. which is kind of early. Like, I want to see how old she was when she died, just because... Um, I think she was, like, in her early 50s? Maybe. Mid-50s? I don't know. But yeah, it's kind of interesting. Like, she comes out of prison, lives a few more years, and passes <laughs> on. Uh, Bob Spicer was actually a fictitious character that they released for the movie. Uh, he would basically want was like the representation of what the people uh, people in the district wanted to be portrayed as and wanted in the school system. So yeah. he's the guy that's like super concerned and is like, no, we want better schools. We want to do the right thing. Yeah, you know, he yeah, was, he was like a former real estate person. Yeah. Um, and so it kind of reflects like how people wanted better schools because then it would lead to better property value. Yeah. Which then, and he kept bringing that up. He was like, yeah. oh. And like, then like higher taxes. I think he also mentioned that. Yeah. Um, and then Jenny Aquila was Deborah Rigano. Uh, and then she was hired by her aunt to be the district clerk and received a higher salary than what was budgeted. Uh-huh. Uh, and then she also arranged the school board meetings, trips, and conferences because she was a freelance travel agent. So not only was she uh, setting up their trips, but yeah. also she was getting commission oh, wow. from, as a travel agent. That's crazy. Uh, and then she stole about 780000 from purchases for her son's video games, uh, trips to Macy's, and Board and & Taylor, which has recently announced their bankruptcy oh wow that's crazy Deborah isn't buying their shit anymore so they're they're going out of business I mean she's gotta do it right now like she only has what like a few months maybe (laughs) less than that (laughs) that's so funny Uh, yeah her character is really interesting she's like this really timid like um can can you like um get my son um maybe um 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 maybe a playstation and then she finds out oh yeah i the card you gave me to go get that playstation yeah i actually instead of spending three hundred dollars spent three thousand dollars yes um yeah Um, so she only she was sentenced to two to six years yeah um and then philip metzger uh was andrew miller uh and then andrew miller was charged with concealing millions of missing taxpayers money yeah. Uh, and he pleaded guilty and then was sentenced to 18 months oh, wow. probation. He locked out. Like, he basically didn't work for years, uh-huh. got paid, and then, like, when he got caught, he just had 18 months probation, which basically means, like, don't commit any crimes. Yeah. Have, like, wear an ankle bracelet. Or if that. Be within the surrounding area. Yeah. That's crazy. You basically got, like, few years of free money yeah like he didn't like he just didn't do the accounting for the school exactly like (laughs) got paid good for him um tom to gero to gero yeah uh with steven signorelli yeah um and the computer consultant um pled guilty to grand larceny Uh and was sentenced to at least a year in prison oh wow 
Um, they haven't stated um, if he's still married to Frank, but I'm assuming not anymore. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Jimmy McCardin uh, was John McCormick. Yeah. Uh, and he he is um, Pam's son. Son, yeah. Yeah. So, so he's the one that had a shopping spree at Home Depot. Yes. And was like, guys, this <laughs> this embezzlement is too hard. Can't you just deliver it to us? And they were like, sure. Yeah, and then um, it was actually an employee from the Home Depot who noticed McCormick was using a Roslyn School District credit card. Yeah. That took notice. It wasn't like a cousin. Oh, of, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, and then McCormick was sentenced to five years of probation and a hundred hours of community service for stealing eighty three thousand. Hmm. And then Rebecca uh, went on to work at a school district. Um, she kind of was doing a journalism for a bit, but then changed careers. Yeah, because like this movie makes it look like she's like this mastermind that like figured out this embezzlement scheme. Yeah. But in reality she probably was like, oh, like two years ago there was a person that was fired from being an embezzler. Yeah. You know, like the movie hypes her up a little bit. Also, can we just talk about how Jimmy only got a hundred hours of community service? Because we did a hundred hours of community service in high school. Oh, really? Yeah. That was, like, a thing we had to do. Oh, ours was option, unless you were in uh, the GRTC. Well, let let me correct myself. It was 100 hours Uh if you wanted to get, like, a special medal. Oh, yeah, that was the same thing for us. Like, if you wanted to do, like, the hours, you had to, you can get this, like, uh, rope. Yeah, yeah, like a thing around your neck. Yeah, the thing, the little, like, sash that you get. But 10 hours was mandatory for us. Oh, for us, like... Um, for JR2C, it was five hours per semester, so technically yeah. it's ten year, ten, ten hours. hours. Yeah. Um, so I just did the bare minimum. Yeah. yeah. I did. I didn't do anything. I had a teacher sign for it. Yeah. No one's got time for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's kind of talk about the characters. What did you think of Frank Tessoni as played by Hugh Jackman? I think this was one of jackman's great performances i think this was like his top performance other than logan yeah uh i think i really liked it i think he did a really great job as being a sociopath because like you know you do have people like trump that it's like obvious that they're sociopaths yeah but then there are some like frank where it's like you really had to kind of observe and like kind of almost be a psychologist (laughs) Or sociologists yeah. to kind of understand um, and label them. But, like, yeah, he did a really great job. Um, and then I really liked the twist in the middle. I liked all the twists that was happening. From, yeah. like, him finding out that he's a widower to being gay. And then finding out that he had a long-time life partner, partner yeah. <laughs> in Manhattan. Yeah, like... The character itself was so good, like, and the little, uh, and the way we got information about his life, like, piece by piece. Yeah. That was also really good. But I disagree, and I don't think he was a sociopath. Uh, I actually just think, like, he wanted money, and he, like, was getting money, because the, he has that scene with uh, Ray Romano, where he's like, hey, like, everything I did, I did for the school, like, yeah, I stole money from the school, but I did it so I would look good 
so that the school would look good so that you know like he kind of tries to like uh, yeah, make an excuse he, he for it. He did a monologue about like he was like, yeah, I accidentally used the credit card to buy coffee. And then I was like, oh, I can keep doing this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't think he's a sociopath. I think he just like was like, oh, like I can just do this. No one is telling me no, right? And in my contract, it says that hey, like I can use the credit card if I if it has to do with the school. And, like, my suits make the school look good, so I bought suits with it. Like, his, his like, rationality was just, like, oh, this guy knew better. He just, like, is, he just rationalized it yeah. in this way of, like, no, it's for the benefit of the school. Like, I'm the face of the Roslyn School District, so whatever money I spent on me, like, you know, it's for the benefit of the school, and I'm entitled to it because it's in my contract. Yeah. Like, that's the... Thing that I thought his character was like you could tell even when he's about to get like fired and like his life is about to get destroyed he takes time to like help out that special ed kid oh yeah he does like, it in a really weird way but I would say like it's almost like that he's on his last straw because like in the second time that it was near the end that the, the mom came back yeah and then like he can say accelerate yeah and then like Hugh Jackman got into this yeah. like he got into get in a car and you just want to go and you have this weight holding you back what do you do what is it you do like, say accelerate say accelerate like you could tell that's not him being an asshole it's just his like entire life is about to go to shit yeah you know he's and like and then like here is this mom this needy mom yeah that's like this oh whole... like I'm still mad yeah at, like <laughs> so in like i felt like hugh jackman was like look you have to pay attention and work with your child like i don't have to sit here and t teach him how to say accelerate like you can do that at home that like so he goes like really uh, you know uh really aggravated and everything that's why he acted out like that but man he, like i was like wow this movie's gonna be so boring like i don't care about any of this like what could possibly make this interesting and it's all just Frank's character. Yeah. Like, he reminds me so much of uh, Frank Underwood from uh, House of Cards, the Netflix show. Oh, I haven't seen... It's, like, the few, first few seasons are really, really good. And, like, it kind of reminds you of that. With Frank Underwood's character, you see, like, he keeps telling you, like, hey, I'm doing this, but I'm actually going to do this opposite thing. So you know what's going on in the background. But with this character, this was even better because, like, you don't know what's going on in the background and you slowly, like, they drip feed you, like, oh, like, oh, he's gay. Or, oh, like, he has... oh, he never had a wife. Yeah. Oh, like, oh he... that's just a picture of, yeah. like, a model. Yeah. Oh, he's had a partner for 35 years. You know, like, uh, it was it was really nice. It was really well done. Um, but, yeah, I mean, and like you said it was one of Hugh Jackman's like yeah I really top performances cause like I mean like I didn't know if this was going to be like in in like competition for the Oscars because of all, everything that's happening right now like yeah. I don't know if they're going to be like oh yeah like we're going to make an exception fuck Steven what Steven Spielberg, Spielberg said. said yeah yeah um, so, like, I didn't know if, like, it was also, if it was going to be nominated for an Oscar, but then, like, I think, like, a couple weeks ago, 
it was announced that it was nominated for Best Lead oh, and wow. um, Best um, Limited Series or TV Movie. So yeah, I really hope Hugh Jackman gets his Emmy, even though he has other a lot of Emmys. Yeah. But it would be great to have Give him one. one more. He deserves <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so let's move on to Pam Gluckin. Yeah. Oh, uh, before we talk about Pam, I do want to say again, we were talking about the movie versions of these characters. Yes, the movie yeah, versions. Just the movie versions. So Pam in the movie, she knew exactly what she was doing. She knew she was stealing money. She was doing it because she liked being rich. Yeah, and even, like, uh, when she left and, like, Frank's door was closed and this was, like, a rare moment for him that yeah. he had his door closed. Mm-hmm. So then she, like... Uh, left a note saying like oh I'm not the only sociopath here yeah um so like even she was like yeah you're on this too you're in with me on this whole embezzlement thing yep. and you're you know telling me that um it's my fault yep um so I kind of feel like that she thought that she could get away with it but then I also feel like that she kind of was like that person that wanted justice because she because she knew that she's not the only one that did yes yeah. um but I think she kind of when in the movie Frank was like hey wink wink nudge nudge they only think you've stolen $250,000 wink wink nudge nudge say yes i'm a sociopath i'm sorry i stole money and leave and she does it she's like fine i'll but she still was like pissed off about it yeah and still like like no you should be part of this too type of thing yeah um and then i think like she didn't get um justice until like towards the end when like she finds out that oh this article is out and yeah. then like frank is under investigation um that's like okay cool like now we're even it kind yeah. of felt like that like even though like yeah like she didn't get away with it fully because she still got arrested the same uh, time frank got arrested yeah but it's like at least like she got like bittersweet like revenge type of thing uh, and then I also feel like that um, she wasn't too much of a sociopath because she did, because, um, like, when, like, the FBI were like, oh, like, if you, um, you know, testify against Frank, we won't charge yeah. your family. So then mm-hmm. she was like, okay, like, I, I don't want to do that to my family. Yeah, she basically, like, chose her family over everything else and was like, yeah, I mean, fuck it, I'll go down and take Frank down with me and my family will get less of a sentence basically yeah um let's talk about Kyle uh Frank's uh, little lover boy <laughs> I I liked it um I I like the actor like I never seen him in like uh other works that this was like my first time seeing him. Mm-hmm. Uh and I really liked it. Like I I think he did a good um performance. Yeah. Um I mean his part was pretty small but but it was still like it was still like important in part of this whole like, you know, mystery type of thing. Yeah. Because like it you could you could tell that like he really likes Frank and then also is like completely um like 
unaware about this whole embezzlement. So then, like, even when, like, Frank was like, okay, I have, like, you know, money in your dresser. Yeah. Tell them that that's yours, that you don't like the bank. or Yeah, yeah. You know, like that. Yeah. Uh, so then he could keep the money. Um, like, I think, like, that he he didn't expect this whole thing to happen. Yeah. And he was kind of, like, just, like, an innocent bystander almost. Um, but I felt that, like, um, the actor, Raphael, did a good performance. You know, he kind of yeah. reflect, like, that he was outgoing, loves Yeah, he, he was, he, it, it almost felt like he, like, the movie made it clear he has no idea what's going on. Yeah. Like, then, he, just, he just thinks, like, oh, he's found a boyfriend and, like, life is good now. Yeah. And then, like, even, like, when he was, like, talking to, when Frank was, like, questioning about... Like, oh, are you still a writer? Like, type of thing. Because, like, yeah, you always wrote, like, stories, like, in your journal and all that stuff. And he was like, yeah, that didn't, that didn't go well. Yeah. Uh, it kind of, like, reflects, like, how, um, like, a lot of teachers have, like, such high expectations. Or just, like, this kind of, like, dream that, oh, like, their students, past students yeah. are, you know, being successful when... That's not the case. Out there changing the world. It's yeah. like, no, dude, he's under a bridge somewhere right now. Yeah, he's like smoking meth right now. Yeah. Or it's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a dog walker. I don't know if that counts. <laughs> it's like living the writer's dream. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of Kyle's character. It was like a nice uh, window into that part of Frank's life, I feel like. Because you kind of got both ends with him yeah because he had a different personality with yeah kyle Mm -hmm. yeah uh so let's move on to jenny so like i kind of it's kind of weird because like in the film it made her feel like that she was struggling to get by even though in reality she had like enough money to yeah she's like oh i don't have money to buy a playstation but like she lives with jimmy's mom yeah which is pam uh-huh. And she works at the school and gets paid more than what, than what she required. should get. Yeah. yeah. It's like, how can you not afford a PlayStation, you know? I like, know. Uh, but then I don't know if, like, she has, like, a spending habit. You probably. Know? You saw all those, like, jewelry things she was wearing. Yeah. Frank brought it up to us. Yeah. Thank you, Frank. Thank you. Thanks, Frank. Thanks for pointing that out. Uh, yeah, in the movie, she's, like, this really, like, simple-minded person that's kind of like, well, Frank, I saw you use the thing, too. <laughs> like, she was trying to blackmail yeah. him, but then it didn't but then, work out. Yeah, Frank is like, bitch, <laughs> get out of here. A bitch slaps yeah. her. <laughs> Be gone, thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, her characters was it, like when she was on the screen, it was kind of funny because it was like, oh, like these are the people that got away with this scam. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like of course you're gonna get caught. You're like dumb. So. Yeah. Um, that was pretty interesting to see. Um, let's move on to Bob. Yeah. Um, I think like Ray Romano is like he's he's been doing good like as like an older man like as like an older actor because it's like he, he gets like all these like great roles like he was in what in the oj I mean, simpson case of, yeah but kind of he plays the same character in each one though yeah but it's like wow you were able to get a role in this yeah 
Um, that's, that's what I was like, you know, I was like, wow, he's doing pretty okay. Yeah, he's doing more of these roles now where he's like a supportive, like... Um, yeah, like in a drama... Yeah, almost like Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, okay. You know, almost like Lawrence Fishburne where he's like, you know... Uh, I mean, he... I do like his dopiness that he has. Well, yeah, because, like, he... He was someone who didn't get the big picture. You know? No, wait. Or thought he he got the big picture. Yeah, he was the one that was, like, into the big picture, but then didn't understand, like, small details. Yeah. Or didn't pick up on, like, what was happening. Or or took every information given to him at face value when they told him, like, it was 250000 He was like, okay... 250,000, like, that's the number that was stolen. How do we deal with it? Yeah. Like, he didn't dig deeper and was like, are we sure it was only 250,000? Yeah, he wasn't, like, the accountant that was like, "Ah, I think there's more. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then he also didn't expect anything to go wrong. Um, Yeah. Like, he was like, okay, like, we got got this Pam thing situation gone. Okay, cool. We can move on. But then, like, yeah. shit happened and then he was like oh fuck he you know for me he did bring up a good point though of like oh like the school affects everything around it like property values oh, yeah. blah 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 like it was like oh he's in there to let us know that hey like this scam not only effect- did it take away money from the kids in that school but it affected them getting yeah it affected everything college. around it yeah like even the housing around it the tax rates around them not just the college like who cares about that but like you know uh, took money away from the kids' education and also probably lowered property values, uh, increased taxes, and all this other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move on to Nick Feisman. Uh, he is the editor of the uh, newspaper. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I kind of felt like that he was, like, very much in, like, this is a man's world. Like, yeah, he was Rachel very, Union. like, dismissive of, uh, yeah, because, like, he kept shutting down her idea to investigate further into, like, the Skywalk, yeah. um, like, expenses. And then, like, once, like, he, I think it was, like, after he, like, confronted Rachel or something, like, her uh, backpack fell or something, and then, like, a spew of, like, paperwork fell, and it was all, like, the expense reports yeah. on it. And then when he looked when he at... When saw it, it Yeah, was like, he was oh, like, shit. oh, shit. So you weren't, like... <laughs> you weren't lying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I think, honestly, he wasn't needed. Uh, in, in my opinion, I don't think he was, like, really worth, like, you know, being in the film. Uh, well, you did need the guy to be... You needed someone to be like, no, I don't want to publish this. You know, you need... Because every movie that has a journalist in it has the guy that's like, no, we're not publishing this. Oh, yeah, that's true. Like, every movie with a journalist has a guy. Like, even if the journalist is, like, a really, really background character... Yeah. Where you, like, don't even hear them talk, like, they're in the background of a shot, there is a guy telling them, like, we can't publish that. Okay. (laughs) Well, maybe, like, you know what? I think, like... I don't know, it's kind of hard because, like, I also didn't think the father was needed. But then, like, it kind of, like, reflected on the relationship between the father and Rachel because, like, he also was, like, the scapegoat for, like, the, um, 
2009 recession for one of like the investment yeah that that was also kind of really weird because like they keep uh, talking about their relationship and like what happened with her dad yeah and blah 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 but they never talk about it like they never actually tell you what happened yeah it's just like oh he did something and you know it messed everything up for everyone and it's like what did he do who is he we never find out well based on like what i observed it kind of seemed like that he was a scapegoat for the investment company that was part of like the 2009 recession and they needed someone to blame what happened so then they had him and they probably gave him like i don't know millions of dollars to like be like okay like yeah here you go um but yeah like i i honestly feel like that uh again i feel alex wolf is a bit old for this role yeah he should be playing college Yes, (laughs) Yes. <laughs> like, college age. He uh, should be, like, senior level college type yeah. of thing. Where it's, like, he's, like, already, like, trying to have fun. But it's, like, ugh, I need to do, like, my thesis. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how college people do these days. It's been too long. Yeah. I don't think they know either because they're at home right now. Yeah. Let's move on to Rachel. So, yeah. um, like... I think, like, originally, like, she was just going with the flow. Like, she was just kind of doing the basics of, like, a journalist for a high school newspaper. Yeah. And then when Frank gave her advice and kind of encouraged her to go deeper, then it kind of encouraged her to follow through. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I, I felt like that she did a good job, like, you know being a whistleblower yeah uh again i do agree with you where um the film hyped up her importance in the investigation yeah because even in the epilogue it was like oh like this wouldn't have you know come about if the newspaper hadn't um, covered it hadn't covered it and it's like well, uh, well, the thing was, oh, the New York Times wouldn't have picked it up if the school didn't pick it up or whatever. Yeah. And it was like, well, they actually picked it up years ago when Pam got fired. In real life, I mean. Yeah. Uh, but as far as the movie goes, it's like, the school paper doesn't make it to the movie. Like, like the school paper doesn't make it to the New York Times. It kind of just all happens at once. Like, she releases this article... And then everyone just kind of believes it, and it's like, oh, wow, he did steal this much money. Because, like, she she releases the article. The next day, he walks into the school, and everyone's reading the article and be like, oh, my God, this article says you stole. Yeah. This, this high school uh, paper article says you stole money from the school, and everyone believes it. Uh, that kind of, in the movie, kind of threw me off, because I was like, well... I, I, first of all, nobody fucking reads the high school newspapers. No, I think for me, the only time I read it was, like, for the senior, um, like, the end of the year, like, final, like, high school paper before summer break. Yeah. And it's, like, basically congratulating all the seniors. That was the only time I read it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't even remember our high school having one. I'm sure it did, but, like... Yeah. Who cares? Like, no one reads it. And, like why would this school like take it to heart and be like oh my god this school paper says you stole money yeah we're immediately gonna believe it and treat you accordingly well yeah 
Because, like, I remember, like, for uh, the Loyola um, Marymount uh, newspaper, it's called the Loyolan. There was an incident that happened. Yeah. Um, I think it was, like, my last year um, as an undergrad. And, like, I only heard about this incident once, and it was never published on, like, a, you know, a... Like on NBC or something else. Even though it was a pretty like important like crime that Mm. happened, but yeah. Uh, But yeah, for Rachel, I just thought like she was like really boring, but she was also really necessary for the movie because she she's the reason we got taken from one scene to another. Yeah. Um, And we kind of like she asked the question and then another scene answered it. Um, so we needed her for that, but literally anyone could have filled that She's role. almost like, like a straight man, like, where it's needed, surrounded by a bunch of, like, eclectic characters, basically. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. And they did try to give her a character arc, too, with her dad, and, like, what's going on at home? But, like... <laughs> no one cared like they didn't touch it at all they just focused on frank and which i think was the better thing like the movie really benefited like give me more frank i don't care about rachel's yeah and i think it was kind of funny that like frank advised her to do it and it was like a hint that she's going to be the one that's going to break the case against him yeah and i thought that was funny and, and you know like obviously when the movie came out uh i heard about it and, like, I kind of knew what the story was about, but I didn't know, like, if they were actually found out or, like, any of that stuff. Like, I didn't know any details. I just knew, like, oh, uh, I thought it was a principal that stole money from the school, but... Yeah, I um, think um, I only heard about this, like, I think it was from Swindle. It's, like, a podcast. But I think it, he didn't do a main um, story about it. I think, like, he did, like, like an intro, because usually in his intro, he does, like... A crime similar to what he's going to be talking about for yeah. the episode. So I think that was um, one of the intros. Gotcha. Um, so I like do remember it, but like I hadn't um, heard or like listened to a podcast that delved deep into it, uh, except for the Not a True Crime podcast. But they kind of just did a quick summary of um the film and then like talked a little bit about um the reality yeah. and then like they did mention about the school district sending out the flyers being like oh this isn't this isn't what we are right now yeah <laughs> like letting people know that yeah um but yeah uh, i think that's it what are your thoughts on the film uh the film was a lot better than i thought it would be like i was uh completely expecting to be bored expecting the movie to feel very like one note and there not really being any ups and downs in the movie um and i really thought the acting would be bad i was like this is gonna be just a bad movie like about a boring subject i don't care about but i when i was watching it i actually like usually i have two monitors so i watch something i want to do something else on the other but for this movie like i just watched the movie on its own because i was like wow this is really good like i want to pay attention to this uh acting was really great um 
writing was really great uh, obviously there were like some things like rachel's character and kyle's character were, were kind of weak um like that guy from hereditary was kind of weak uh, but of course every movie is going to have that but just in general the movie was really really good and i ho hope it gets more recognition than it deserves because um it as far as one of those real story movies go it's like one of the better ones i've seen yeah you know. yeah i agree i felt like this was like a really good um like based on a true story yeah. film because like you know some true story films like biographies like they tend to not be as great um like i think like the other like um like good true based on true events yeah um was like spotlight and then like i think um there's this like other one um i can't remember oh. but <laughs> i know it's so great i can't remember it's great it's great but i don't remember it yeah but um but yeah like i think like um i really liked it and then i also agree with you that it's very like 1950s like drama where it's yeah. like <laughs> like the way that they shot the um the film the the tv film and then how they edited it because there was that one scene where uh geraldine's character is like looking um at you know at the window kind of like rethinking like what she just like found out yeah and then like it's like cuts in kind of like fades into her like zooms in kind of yeah uh and then it cuts to the teacher being like hey are you with us like yeah what's going on yeah that was like i feel like uh that shot reminded me of a shot in it follows where the girl looks out the window and sees the uh oh yeah thing. the guy or the, the it's an old woman yeah old yeah. woman uh sees that uh that was really cool um yeah i yeah it was a good movie yeah i did agree that like most of the actors had amazing chemistry with each other like yeah jackman and jenny and then yeah. um geraldine and jackman um yeah, yeah. i <laughs> i still love that scene with the by the baseball stands like yeah that was funny. really good yeah and that's like in the um promo like the trailer that they promoted um on social media mm -hmm. about it um yeah it's pretty funny yeah. i i laughed out loud like literally you literally laughed at yes i thought it was funny <laughs> it's uh it's one of those movies where i feel like uh, i keep i keep saying this but it's so nice that like when i'm watching it they don't have to tell me feel this way now i just kind of know it oh the melodrama drama yeah we're like you see hugh jackman like changes expression and you know oh like something just happened and you kind of feel his feeling like there's this part where like uh uh he's with kyle and uh he just like wants to he knows he's fucked and he's just like this is like the best thing that's gonna happen to me right now so he just like grabs his face and like kisses him <laughs> like you know small stuff like that where you know where yeah it's it's a simple scene but like all what you get from it is like oh he knows he's screwed and like yeah. this is the, his best life right now like 
you know, he's about to get screwed over, blah, blah, blah. Um, so yeah, it has a lot of that, which I really like. Um, like, it, this movie could lose half of its, like, spoken dialogue. Yeah, right? if it's just, like, a silent film, you could tell what's happening. Yeah, yeah. Basically. For sure. Even if they just showed, like, numbers and, like, whatever on the screen to show that the embezzlement is happening, uh, you would still get it. Yeah. Like, I really like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's it. Uh, apologies if it was long. Because I, I, when I was, like, um, bringing up the information and kind of compiling it, I didn't, yeah. how, I didn't know how long it was going to be. But I think we did a good job. Like yeah, one, we, you know, we do, we do want to talk about all the things we thought about the movie. Yes. <laughs> then it's going to take as long as it takes. And we do want to lay down, like, what the movie's about so that uh, when people listen or watch themselves, they kind of have an idea. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, we just wanted to let you guys know that we still have an Instagram. <laughs> you guys can follow us at J underscore A-N-D underscore M underscore podcast. Are you going to keep doing that just to, like, fuck with me? Hey, that's what's written. I know. So, what should I say <laughs> instead? I don't know, just say follow us on Instagram. What's our Instagram, Jeanette? I'm going to tell you. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, because I just did, and it took me 10 seconds. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, and uh, please send us an email if you have any ideas, any suggestions, or if you want to get a shout-out. <laughs> uh, send us an email at jandmpodcast at gmail.com. That's J, the word A-N-D, the letter M, the word podcast at gmail.com again thank you guys for listening Uh, hope to see you guys at the next episode like comment subscribe and uh, yeah we'll see you next time okay bye bye